Hello and welcome to Good Moaning, a podcast all about life's annoyances, irritations and pet peeves. Each week, Tio and I will get up, make ourselves a strong cup of coffee and have a rant about anything and everything. Basically, whatever's rattling inside our heads. But I hope this show is going to be a place to explore some real issues that resonate, that matter and be a way to express our opinions and let off some steam. Podcast will be live in five, four, three, two, one. Podcast activated. Hello and good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. So this is the first ever podcast of good morning, and the format of it is going to be pretty, pretty straightforward. Really, we're just going to have a bit of a chat. So I'm going to be joined by my esteemed colleague slash girlfriend slash smarty pants who has reluctantly agreed to co-host this show with me and we're just going to have a bit of an exploration about some of the issues and themes uh, things that are rattling around in our heads and just have a little bit of a chat really so it's Sunday morning when we're going to be recording this show and then we're going to put it out there. And yeah, so just Sunday morning, we get up, we have a coffee. Um, but we just wanted to celebrate uh, some of the idiosyncrasies of life, some of the annoyances, the pet peeves, things that occur in life. So without further ado, let me introduce um, Teodora Todorova. She's a doctor in sociology and she's my beautiful girlfriend and esteemed Colleague in arms. Oh, hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good welcome. morning. <laughs> Good morning. So, yes, you've agreed to do this show with me. That's very sweet of you. Did Thank I you. strong arm you in any way? Um, there was some considerable emotional blackmail. Emotional blackmail, okay. Don't you love me? Don't if you, you love, love me, me, you will baby. do the podcast with me. <laughs> so the question is... It's a pleasure. <laughs> it is a pleasure. Thank you. Um, the question is why we're doing a podcast. And that, that's something I've been sort of struggling with to and to find an answer to really because I've really enjoyed listening to podcasts as I go to work um you know on long train train journeys and things like that and I do enjoy just sitting back and just listening and there's various different types of podcasts as you probably know there's interview ones or it's just chats like this or um the zoo format where it's just a big discussion um loads of different things and it could be serious it could be funny and I just really enjoy it. I think it's a great medium. And I've been a sort of creative person in my youth, probably more so than my adulthood. And I kind of wanted to do something a bit more creative. So I thought this actually would be a good avenue for me to kind of have a chat and explore some issues and get something out there into the world. Um, so that's the reason why I've done a, doing this podcast. And I don't know if you, if, if you, have you ever done a podcast before to you? I've never done a podcast, but I think that uh, it's a fantastic idea because it's a a new format that that people are really enjoying it. It's kind of a radio 2.0, but well, yeah. you don't need institutional backing. You you could be a an ordinary person and and decide to just use the widely available technology to record something and get your thoughts out there. So it's in in some ways it's kind of democratizing discussion and debate yeah absolutely and i think um you know there's there's the rise of social media and vlogging and blogging and all that kind of thing and people getting their people's opinions and voices out there and i think that's really good to sort of like you say have a bit of a discussion have a bit of a debate and a bit more um 
have a bit more democracy with it. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Because um, then, you know, to get a to, to get a show broadcast on the radio, you need to have the right connections. You need to have no, been to the right schools, things like that. And I've never never been in in any of those sort of institutions. So I, I you know, it would be hard for me as a working class lad from Nottingham to get a radio show. So fuck it, I'll just put my own out there into the digital sphere. So, the weather. Let's go straight into it. The weather. It just sucks. Have you seen outside right now? It's just pissing it down. It's just horrible. Grey and murky. Don't like it. Yes, unfortunately we do live in the UK. Yeah. We should move to a nice sunny island. Yeah, a little sunshine. and So unfair. Oh, it's just got really, really glum. That doesn't you sound get like a up word. in the dark. You go to bed in the dark. Yeah, that's the problem when it's the winter. I know we're not we're not quite there yet, but but it's getting there. It is getting there. Yeah, when it's just like it's dark and cold, and and then you, you work, and then it's dark and cold on the way home. And yeah, I don't I hate the winter months or the short days and stuff. I really don't like that. I've actually got myself a, a sun clock that I need to try out. A sun clock, what's that? Yeah, so it's it's supposed to be a, a clock that when it comes on in the morning as an alarm, it kind of projects sunlight basically into the room. What do you mean, like actual UV? It has different... <laughs> co- no, it has different colours, but the idea just is... Just not just a coloured light? Yeah. So not it, like... Well, it's called a sun clock, but the idea is it's supposed to be... You're kind of supposed to wake up more naturally... Uh, because okay. it's not pitch black when you wake up. So it basically projects light into the room. More of a natural light. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I right. haven't tried it out yet. I probably need to try it out. Yeah, you should. Now it's getting yeah. colder and darker and now stuff. You time. should do that in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is always bad, isn't it, with the, the winter months and stuff. It's always... Uh, I find it quite depressing around this time of year. And well, lots of people have something called sad... Sad. Yeah, I've heard that one before. Um, what was it? Seasonal... Um... Affective disorder. Uh, okay. Seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. I probably do suffer from sad. I'm probably sad. Oh, I think most people are, actually. When you start talking to people about it, most people have it, which makes me wonder, is it really a disorder if most people have it? Do you think? Well, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> no, not like a conspiracy, <laughs> but I wonder whether it's actually just not natural. You know, yeah. because if you think of it, most or not most, but a lot of animals hibernate during winter. Oh, you say you you're saying we should hibernate? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I think it great, probably it? your body naturally just wants to probably go to bed earlier, stay in bed longer, mm. and because you're forced to get up and do the same amount of hours as during summer, then you probably actually feel like really tired and lethargic, and that's what makes you feel you're depressed. Yeah. But really, you're just super sleepy because you want to hibernate like a bear. We just should be just be like grizzly bears and stuff. Yeah. How how many, how long are they are they hibernating for like three or four months or something or like, is it like time. six months or something? Yeah. Pretty much winter. The, the whole time. the whole yeah. winter. Oh, that'd Maybe. be lovely, wouldn't it? I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. Do you have to like stock up on food? Do I have to eat loads and then do it? 
Well, you probably just eat in the hours that you're away. No, but if you're hibernating, I'm saying, if you're like, oh, if you're asleep for six yeah. months. <laughs> well, I think if it's true, I don't know if it is true, but when I was a kid in school, they told us that, that the bears like spend all summer gathering food yeah. and taking it to the cave where they're going to hibernate. But they're asleep though, aren't they, for the whole thing? They don't like wake up, have a snack. I don't and then... know, actually. I don't know. Because that's what I've been told, that they bring food into their cave, but it could be that my teacher made that up. I don't know. It's hard to They're know. They're under a blanket, just having a cheeky snack. <laughs> yeah, probably. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. They probably eat fewer calories. That I mean, if you're sleeping most weight. of the time, you don't need that many. But if they slept straight for six months, wouldn't well, they just waste away? So they must wake up a bit and eat. Do you know, we could just wikipedia this and find out do. but i like to, let's just keep speculating to just speculate yeah, yeah, I, I really do you know what one thing i really hate if we're going to talk about pet peeves yeah is people who have to google everything oh i do that though oh my god i hate those people you hate well, me i hate you why do you Sometimes hate me Sometimes i hate you well that's a trait that i really hate because why? it kills any conversation and it kills any wonder and then it ends up being about the first person who Googled it is right, where they're not right. They just got access to some information that might need to be verified anyway if it's on Wikipedia. And it's just like the possibility of any kind of just silly chit-chat just dies. Yeah. It dies. Everything has to be like, are you right or wrong? And sometimes I just like to chat. I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I'm not writing a paper or writing a report or giving a lecture. I'm just like chatting about stuff. Chatting ass. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Like that's what my teacher said when I was... That's what stuck in your mind. That's what stuck in my mind. And um, I don't know if it's true or if it's not true or if my teacher made it up or didn't make it up. It's what you It's what you believe. It's what I you know. I don't even believe it. It's just something that... Just something to say. Just <laughs> random, random bit random, of knowledge. Yeah. Useless knowledge. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I do, yeah, it's, it's quite, because it, it, when I'm having a conversation with somebody and then we talk about something, I, da- I then want to know more about it. That's why I do the Wikipedia thing. So I have to, like, have a look and see what the actual facts are. And I know, yeah. yeah, Wikipedia might not be right, but it's generally right. It's a lot of information on there. And it does have a lot of citations and a lot of links to other places and stuff. Oh, I love Wikipedia. But not you enough to, to donate. That's it. my thing. I love <laughs> Wikipedia, but not enough. When you get that little thing banner that pops up every year, it says, if everyone gave three pounds, it will be done. This fundraising will be done in 15 minutes or something like that. And um, every every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, I do love Wikipedia, but not enough to pay not money. Enough. And that's bad. Is that bad? Maybe you should donate. Maybe you Just should. Just three pounds. I know. three pounds or five pounds. Yeah. Maybe, maybe after this episode, we should go and donate. Maybe I should. I feel bad now just saying that. Who who owns Wikipedia though? Nobody owns it, I don't think. Oh, then you definitely have to donate. It sounds like a like a communist utopia. <laughs> the means of knowledge. It's a great little site. I, I mean, I can't believe we're talking about Wikipedia, but I love <laughs> Wikipedia. Like, don't knock it. Like, oh, I I like it as well. It's it's a great place to do lazy research. So you can go and just follow up all the links. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to write an essay or something, then, yeah, do proper research and stuff. But it is a good place to start. Absolutely. Because if you just go to the bottom of the page, 
you've got all the links there and you can obviously follow that and see what, what it is. That's what, what I like actually tell my students. I say to them, don't quote me actual Wikipedia, but if you're completely stuck and you don't know what to do, go and chase up the references oh, I agree. they've God, given. If they, put a, if they reference a Wikipedia article, you should just fail them. Oh, of course like, I do. Like straight away. Just say <laughs> you... All you could have done is just gone on one link more. One link more and then yeah. reference that and you'd been fine. But oh no, you're an idiot. You've referenced... Wikipedia, that is an ultimate fail. Well, that is still an improvement on actually literally copying and pasting from Wikipedia. Oh, people do that? I have had that, yeah. Oh, my God. I've had, like, entire essays basically being copied and pasted from a Wikipedia article, which is also the easiest bit of plagiarism to spot as well. Well, of course. To have like, all the hey links home. in as well. Like the... Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> happened many, 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 many years ago. That's it's not one. a recent okay. case, just to... Just to clarify well, that I'm not silly. breaking any rules, but this is like, you know, I've been teaching for like seven, eight years, so I have loads of loads of hilarious stories Crazy. to tell. Yeah. But yeah, Wikipedia has gone a long way since its inception. Hmm. I don't know what year it actually started in. So that's something Shall we Wikipedia it? We can Wikipedia <laughs> that, yeah. But no, I remember <laughs> when I started university in 2005, I don't know if it existed when you were at uni. Do you know, I can't remember, actually. Such a long time ago. I think ago. it was so still old. quite new. When I started university in 2005, I remember it was very sparse. And I remember it was also full of inaccuracies. And, and hence, the reputation of Wikipedia not being a reliable source actually comes from that time during its origins when mm. people were just, you know, writing random things. I love the fact that Wikipedia has an article about Wikipedia. It's incredible, Isn't that right? great? That is awesome. It started 16 years ago, 2001, January 2001. Oh, so it would have already been four years old when mm. I started university. Well, I remember it being very, very bad anyway. And I definitely don't remember ever using it as a college student. And that if, if you're American, when we say college, we mean the last couple of years of high school. Yeah. Just for clarity. Yeah, so and what you I... call college, we actually call university. Oh, you you geared this this whole podcast to an American audience already. Well, just in case, you never know if some <laughs> Americans are listening to us. Okay, yeah, I love the fact that you went straight for the American audience. That's just that's in cool. case. Well, I'm assuming the British one will know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. But but yeah, I went to to both college and undergraduate university in the UK. So when I was sixteen, seventeen, I was in college. I Further education. Further education, yeah. yes. And yeah, and I don't remember ever using Wikipedia to do my homework. I don't remember. Maybe I did. I can't. I, not, no, 2001 was when I started university. But then if it only just started, I might not have known about no. it. No. Like in terms of smartphones and things. I always find it completely amazing. Like because this year was the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. So it was 2007 when that came out. But just the leaps and bounds, mobile technology. Incredible. Over the last 10 years is, is absolutely amazing. Um, it really is. I love technology. There's so some running free theme throughout these, oh, these yeah. episodes. Oh, yeah. I love technology. Just absolutely love it. Other thing that has come across leaps and bounds, but mm. I don't necessarily think in a good way, the way Wikipedia has, yeah. is YouTube. I remember when it was all like DIY, and now it's actually very professional and... Well, yeah, I mean, that. well, it was bought by Google, wasn't it? I think that's one of the reasons why it's probably got a lot more investment and stuff. But, yeah, a lot of adverts I've realised that at the moment mm. with Google. Have you getting more adverts lately? Popping Loads up? of adverts, yeah. and I find that most of the videos now are just basically marketing videos. 
Yeah, that's true. Business people promoting themselves. Well, yeah. The same as the ones with the technology, all the uh, box unboxing ones and stuff that I like. You know, they're just all they're just adverts, aren't they? Essentially for the products, you know. Uh, which Absolutely. Is kind of frustrating. Um, it is a little bit sad, actually, because I quite I quite liked all the DIY stuff done by ordinary people just having fun. Yeah. Like ordinary people doing music videos and things. Yeah, that's true. But then it, it becomes their job, though, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? So they have to sort of make mm. it like a business and then a lot of sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. That's very true. What else can we talk about this week, actually? I did... I did overhear a conversation that I thought I'd talk to you about so you get your thoughts on. Um, it's about anxiety, actually. Mm. Links back to our seasonal affective disorder. Very true. Um, so I overheard this conversation about someone saying that they, uh, I don't know what job that they did. I'm assuming it was like a customer service type of thing. But they were saying how like, um, they were saying they were disabled because they had anxiety. And she was a bit shocked by that. She was saying, well, I know people that have got physical disability. You know, they're really disabled. And she didn't think that anxiety was a, a disability. And I, that sort of struck with me, that kind of thing. Because, mm. um, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. Like, what's your thoughts on, on that, that? Would you say that anxiety is a, is a disability or not? What, what, what do you say? I mean, my first thoughts would be, yeah, because mental health issues... Like anxiety, depression, are very disabling. Absolutely. And and so if that's not a definition of what a disability is, that stops you from living uh, a so-called normal life, then I'd say that's a disability. Well, what, I mean, what do you think? I completely agree with that. And I think that, that what this person is missing is um, nuance, I guess, because... Again, with both mental health issues and physical disabilities, it also depends on how incapacitated you are. Yeah. So, for example, some people, you know, have very high-functioning anxiety and depressive disorders. So when you look at them, you never know that they're actually suffering on the inside. They still manage to go to work and to do everything. Mm. And other people can't get out of bed or have extreme panic attacks every time that they leave their front door because they have to deal with people. And you can say exactly the same things about the disability. Like if you have someone, I don't know that many physical disabilities, but you have, you know, some people who who have like very serious, um, visible, very seriously yeah. visible physical disabilities when you know the arms are contorted and all these different things. And you can imagine that they probably cannot do very much, mm. right? And probably even need people to help them dress themselves and eat and all the rest of it. But then, for example, um, if you have someone in a wheelchair who can't obviously walk, that doesn't mean that they can't do many other things. So as long as, if they're in a wheelchair, as long as they have access, for example, to the office they work in, yeah. they're able to perform just like somebody who can walk. Yeah, I mean, you can you can make things adaptive. You know, you can adapt your environment to make things um, better for people and stuff. And I think that's, that's good. And it, yeah... You, that's again separate things isn't it you know like uh, the fact that what sometimes annoys me is the fact that they treat mental health as separate from physical health and i think that's 
been a big problem. I think you do need to tie things back together a little bit more. Absolutely. Because mental health problems and illnesses, they are illnesses. And you need to, we need to treat them like illnesses. And I think, I think that sometimes gets forgotten in people in, in, in society. Absolutely. That kind of, it, there's a lot of stigma still because they don't treat it the same. They feel like they're like, if you work and then you have time off because of m- mental health problems that you're doing, you're pulling a sickie and, and things like that. You're not really poorly. But I'd say you are. <laughs> you of course know? you are. If you're not able to function normally whatever normal means anyway but if you're not able you know to get yourself out of bed and and get dressed and and go and interact with people and and meet your deadlines and all of these different things then then you're not doing well it's like let me use like a computer analogy because again tying it back to gadgets and technology but it's like a computer isn't it you've got hardware and you've got software your hardware is your your components right if if something breaks you know you can fix it and stuff like that software is you know your operating system the you know the applications and that's like your mind isn't it you know your you know and the both things need to run for you to have a computer so mm-hmm. as a human being if i break my leg you know that could be or, or i can't walk or whatever that could be a physical hardware problem yeah and you can overcome that in, in a variety of ways but if you've got something wrong with your software with your, with your brain, with your mind and stuff, you know, you've got to treat it with the same severity, is what I'm saying. Because both sides need to work in conjunction. You know what I mean? Is that a good metaphor? I think it's an excellent metaphor. That just metaphor. occurred to me just then. Absolutely. And again, one of the things that, that this individual is forgetting as well, or people who think like that, is that a lot of people who are physically disabled also suffer from mental health issues yeah, as well exactly. because it's not easy you know to live a life that's hard and also there's that whole thing where people that on the outside don't appear that they've got a disability and stuff you know and people get really annoyed like if you have a car or whatever and you fill a d- disabled parking space um, but on the outside you don't look like you're disabled there's certain conditions people may have whatever um Again, it could be physical, it could be mental. Absolutely. But because people don't see it, that, that somehow they, they've not got an issue. And I think that's that's a bit of... That's a society problem I think we do need to look at, actually breaking that stigma and people think, just making assumptions. You know, because someone looks on the outside, on the appearances that they're okay or not yeah, disabled. normal in, in normal quotes, quotes, yeah. scary quotes, absolutely. Yeah, this is a bit of a mindful, isn't it? You don't want to, like, Yeah, yeah, them, I mean, this but... is it. I think where it comes from, though, is because people think in a quite a capitalist way. And what I mean by that is that they think that resources are limited and that people who have, you know, any kind of mental health problem or a physical disability they require extra help and extra resources and therefore that is taking away from other people. Whereas the way we need to think of it is if we wanted to have a society that's generally healthy and not disabling to people is that maybe we need to start off by thinking from the perspective of people with disabilities and then Mm. if we made the whole world that way, then no one will be disabled. You know, if we made sure that there were like ramps, for example, everywhere... And we didn't just do things, uh, didn't just build buildings with, you know, 
stairs, for example. Well, they do. They do now, though. You have to. There's, yeah, there's proper regulations and stuff you have to like. But it can be the same with, with mental health issues, for example, because mental illness is obviously physiological in the sense that, you know, it's about people's... Um, is it hormones or what is it that makes it is hormones like people have certain hormone deficiency that make them what, feel you mean depressed chemical imbalances yeah chemical stuff. imbalances mm. but but there are a lot of things in our everyday life that stress people out and actually make people who already have sort of vulnerabilities towards mental illness suffer but what if for example our workplaces were less stressful then actually everybody would be better off Mm. And the things that that uh, really stress people with mental health problems out will not be there, right? So they'll be able to function better. Mm. But also everybody else will be able to function better as well. Yeah. Like, for example, one example to give this is, wouldn't it be great if we had a four-day week and everybody got paid properly, mm. right? And we weren't expected to, to work, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week in order to to pay our bills or like for example think about the fact that now lots of businesses or not just businesses but councils and all of this they're forced under the guise of austerity to shrink i.e to let people go and the people who stay behind all of a sudden have to do loads more work while lots of other people are made to feel obsolete because they've been let go what you mean in terms of um Vacancy freezes and stuff like that. Yeah. So what so actually if, if someone... more people were hired yeah. to do smaller tasks so that people felt less stressed out collectively. Hmm. That yeah, that is a problem, isn't it? If you have a vacancy, you don't fill it and it, you have to absorb it within the team and stuff, that makes everyone's workload more, yeah. That increases stress and stuff. It's not just about stress that causes mental health problems though. You know, it could be anything. It could be any triggers Absolutely. and stuff. But it, it's um, a massive it's a massive factor mm. in why more people are reporting anxiety and depression. Yeah. I just wish it was treated a bit better by people, you know, people thinking actually it's not. Um it it there's it a spectrum, isn't it? It, it? You know, you could still suffer from mental health problems and not take a day sick in your life, you know, and you just manage it. But other times, you know, you you could take um, days off or whatever um, to deal with it. And I think actually there needs to be more of a trying to encourage people or, or uh, you know, people who who say who actually are half say they're suffering from a mental health problem. But they phone in and say, I've got the flu or cold because they don't want to say that they're suffering from, you know, anxiety or depression or whatever. And and it, I think we just need to be a bit more open as a society. Like, you know, these things, people, general stress, everyone goes through life through, with stress. And there's things that, you know, are stressful, money worries and stuff. But if it gets to a point where you, you feel that like you can't function, then you need to get help and you need to not be ashamed and scared of getting help and, Absolutely. and i think we just need to encourage that more yeah. um is what i'd say on the matter I fully agree. um but there's there's loads of stuff out there which are really helpful like you mm. showed me that you passed on this audiobook which mm. I, I, I well i think we can talk about that if you actually if you don't mind yeah absolutely. um the the five second rule mm. by uh, mel robbins mm-hmm. and it's been actually quite enjoyed listening to it so it's an audiobook you can get the book 
but she's doing this audio book where um, it's like seven hours long, right? <laughs> which I thought was ridiculous. It's a five second rule, which if I'm honest, you could just explain it all in five seconds. Like it's not hard. Um, but essentially go out there and listen to it or, or go out there and get the book and um, or there's, there's TED Talks and stuff on YouTube about it. Um, I'll let you explain the rule, actually. Because you're the one who shared it with me, and I think it's quite good, if you don't mind. Do yeah, I don't mind at all. I would highly recommend, actually, that you just go and see some of her videos on YouTube where she yeah. explains the thing. You don't have to get the the book. But I enjoyed the audiobook anyway because she has a great personality and a great way of, of speaking. So the idea of the five-second rule is um, something that she came up with when she was going for like a really tough time in her life, you know, had lots of debts and know worried about losing her job and home and etc and she really struggled to get out of bed yeah. so basically she was drinking very heavily in the evenings and then couldn't get herself out of bed in the morning just kept on you know delaying the, the snooze button. dealing with life yeah. yeah kept hitting the snooze button and um then one morning she did five four three two no, one what sorry to interrupt Go on. um she's the night before this is what she says the night before she saw a rocket launch Oh yes, and, I forgot that bit. And obviously, See? with the with the rocket launch, it's five, four, three, two, one, and then it and it launches and stuff, and that stuck with her. So in the morning, she said she wanted to launch out of bed like a rocket. So five, four, three, two, one, and then just get up and stuff. And yeah. she did that, and it worked. And then she applied it again and again, and it helped her. And then she spread that to family and friends and stuff, and said yeah. that actually, you know, to to um. Go on, I let you can. Sorry, I feel like I interrupted you. No, then. no, um, no. It's good. I forgot the bit about the rocket. Yeah, I only remembered so, her getting out of bed. So, see, you remembered. I forgot about her inspiration for this role. Yeah, because it was all about. Yeah. Um, we have a bias for thought, mm. and we need to have a more bias for action. And so, the idea is that you count down from five, five, four, three, two, one, and and then you just do it. Do it. Yeah, and it activates. She kept on all the way through the thing. She keeps on saying the science behind science. Yes, the science behind this. Frontal is. lobe cortex or whatever it is. Prefrontal cortex. Yeah. yeah, brain. Um, <laughs> front front of your brain, which uh, which We're makes you do it. But the idea is that if you you know you don't want to do it, you don't want to go to the gym, you don't want to get up, you don't want to make that awkward phone call that you need to make. Um, you just go five, four, three, two, one, and then you just kind of make yourself do it or you just do it and she kept saying that it, it doesn't make things easier it doesn't make tasks that you don't want to do easier but it just means it, it gets you going and gets you to do it and i i, I don't know i think it's quite inter interesting concept yeah. i haven't finished the whole thing but um she can you can apply it for different things you Absolutely. know some issues like anxiety she said she yes. suffered from anxiety and it's helped her overcome that because she's kind of just pushing through that and, and and i like the idea of it you know because you do get that when someone asks you to do something and your brain starts going a bit like oh you can't do this you can't do that oh don't do this you'll make you you'll make a fool of yourself blah, blah blah and actually if you just go five four three two one and then just volunteer or just do it yeah. it kind of it, it takes your brain kind of persuading you the reasons not to do something basically breaks the cycle of overthinking and overanalyzing like so you yeah, so I was going to say, like like doing this show, this podcast that I want to do, but a lot of the time I, c I couldn't start it because 
I was like fear of failing, failure, fear of not not being right, not being perfect, not having the right microphones, or I don't have anything to say, or blah blah. blah. And it, like all these reasons, my brain kept on going, "Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it." But actually, five, four, three, two, one, just fucking do it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Do it. <laughs> just do it. Damn it. So it's been quite good for me, actually. Like I said, I haven't quite finished it all yet. I've got about two hours left because it is way longer than I think it needs to be. A lot of it is just testimonials about how great her rule is. Um, but there are lots of great stories. There's some, really heartwarming There is stories. some really good stories. Yeah. I, I do think people should check it out, actually. And I think we should return maybe to talk about it at some point because it's quite interesting. Because there is so much in there, what I'll be quite curious is about what sticks in my head versus what's stuck in your head because I think that will be quite personal probably okay Something we can, we can revisit it yeah in definitely a, in a future thing because like for example I I remembered her getting herself out of bed in the morning but I completely forgot that she was inspired by the rocket launch whereas because you love technology, space and technology and, yeah. that really stuck out in your head so that's also quite interesting hmm but it made me think though when it was all about five, four, three, two, one, and then just do it like a rocket. Yeah. But then I kept thinking, well, rocket. Sometimes they get aborted, and sometimes they explode. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so as a metaphor, it might not be yeah. the greatest. I know. That's yeah. what. That's what. See, the, you mustn't allow your your mind again, to think that. That's probably my my yeah. anxious brain trying to. I twist think. It. I think what I quite like about the five, four, three, two, one is that after the one there is a kind of a, a countdown to an action, isn't there? Yeah. So you can think about, instead of a rocket, think about a race. Yeah, you like, start the race. Yeah, You yeah, start yeah. the race yeah. um, or you start the podcast. Or... But you, again, you can have false starts. Oh, see, see, this is your your anxiety talking there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the problem. Oh, of course, of course, the whole idea that, that the rule is scientific is uh, disputable, to be honest. Well, I don't know. She said it's backed up by a lot of science and she does go through a lot of it. And, yeah, um... I think it's just a nice motivator. I think, I think that I'm a little bit sceptical of people trying to use science to justify anything. It's a bit like how creams get sold to you, mm. you know. This micro blah, blah, blah will make your skin super shiny and, and they make up a phrase to like a, a scientific phrase that they've made up basically like, so i think i think especially yeah <laughs> which will make your skin smooth silky smooth and, and it's like you just made that shit up. exactly like, and the same with you know some fortifying amino acid in yeah. your shampoo that doesn't actually like, exist oh, in the real world so i think it, there is a little bit of that kind of uh american pseudoscientific gimmicky spiel but yeah. i think that her work and what she's trying to achieve is is super 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 um inspirational and and actually i have used the rule for the last few weeks when i've you know when my brain tries to talk me out of out of things because yeah. my anxiety is getting really bad as i age and so it really has worked yeah you know, like the idea of one to uh, five four three to one do it yeah. Like that kind of it, command. And, and, and also, it was like doing it the other way, one, two, three, four, five. You shouldn't do it that way because actually you could just carry on. One, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, exactly. like I, I have a bit of OCD and stuff and I do kind of like have to do a few countdowns. And I, and I just to make myself feel like it's really bad. I don't really want to talk about this too much, but um, like locking the door, I, I have to make sure the door's locked. So I have this little chant in my head one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is locked. Like, so I know I've locked it and actually makes a bit more sense because if you're going one, one, two, three, four, five, 
you can keep going six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and doing it debt backwards. You know, it's much. It, obviously, you can go five, four, three, two, one, zero, minus one, minus two, and you you could do that, but it's it's much harder to do it backwards and carry on than it is to do it the other way. So actually. I've tried now to kind of go five, four, three, two, one. It's locked, and that's it, and and stop myself from. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, so I'm trying to use those sort of techniques to kind of help me with some of my little uh, OCD anxiousness and and stuff. So it, there is whether it's scientific or not. If it's a tool that helps people's lives, I think that's I really think good. So exactly. And uh, yeah, check it out. It's called the Five Second Rule um, by Mel Robbins, and you can find it on Amazon or on Audible and all the other Highly places and stuff. Highly recommended. Yeah, it. YouTube. She also has YouTube courses as well. And and she's a fantastic character. I mean, I she, I, I love her. She does sound like a fun lady to know. Oh, I, I want to be her best friend. <laughs> Mel, if you're listening. Yeah, you got free plug. There you go. Not, yeah. Anyway, so I think we've run out of time today, Tio. Um, we have. Thank you again, everyone listening at home. Thank you. And um, yeah, thank you. And come back. We'll be back next week. See you so next take week. care and good morning. Good morning. One more thing. We want this show to be a collaborative space. So please get in touch with your comments and reviews and let us know what you think. Also share with us what are your daily annoyances and irritations and what are your pet peeves. You can email us at goodmoaningpodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at goodmoaninguk. Also, finally, I want to play us out with a little outro, which was kindly made by a band called The Ukebox. So a little shout out to them for making this for the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening again, and I'll speak to you in the next one. Thank you.